With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Donald! He'll hit immediately. He's the handoff. You know and it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the Chronicles of Nania. We're going to take a deep dive into the analytics surrounding the New York Jets with the man that this show is named for. He is, of course, the resident stat geek and co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com, Mr. Michael Nania. Michael, what's going on, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, this is about as good as I've felt coming off of a Jets game in... Definitely this season, but probably since the Cowboys game last year. I mean, I was invested in, in that one for the first time this season. Um, from start to finish, we had a Jets game that you could actually be motivated to watch. And we got the result I think most of us wanted. So that was a pretty enjoyable. Actually, most of it wasn't enjoyable, but the final result definitely was. If nothing else, Michael, we saw some really positive signs from some of the younger players that we've been looking at to provide an impact because the main story with 2020 for the Jets has been which of these guys is going to be a piece going forward. And one guy that stepped up in a big way was Ashton Davis, the third round pick out of Cal. Yeah, and for sure. And in these games where, you know, we're, we, we want the Jets to lose to keep themselves in the lead for Trevor Lawrence, who is 
you know, the type of asset that could turn around an organization in as low of a hole as the Jets are. But at the same time, you want them to lose in ways that are productive with young players playing well that could help you going forward. And this game was a perfect example of that. There were a lot of young players to feel good about in this game. And Ashton Davis was probably the number one example. He obviously had a really tough starting debut against the Chiefs the previous week, as you would expect against an offense that good, but coming home against a Patriots offense that's not nearly as formidable. He was very solid, made quite a few plays, had touchdown-saving tackle against the run, a huge pass deflection in the fourth quarter. Um, He had that sack on Cam Newton. That was a questionable penalty. He could have done a better job avoiding it, but still had that play. Uh, Made another nice tackle in the flat, short of the first down marker. Uh, So he was all over the place making plays. it was a really good all-around performance for him, and Greg Williams really changed up his role. In this game, he played about half of his snaps at pretty much outside linebacker. He was standing up on the edge for a lot of this game. Really, Greg moved him from sort of a free safety role, just kind of sharing that with Marcus May, playing both of those guys deep. To this game, it was kind of like the Jamal Adams and May tandem from last year with Davis taking the Jamal role. Uh, moving all over the field, playing in the box at outside linebacker, uh, off the ball at linebacker. So he was all over the place uh, and making a lot of big plays. Another player making some big plays is somebody who played very, very well last year. Got off to a little bit of a slow start this season, but has come on to become one of the best run defenders in the league, and that is Foley Fadakasi. Yeah, Fadakasi in this game, career high 55 snaps with Quinn and Williams out, uh, 68% of the defensive plays, and He took advantage of the opportunity, especially against the run, which is what he does, you know, as situational nose tackle for the most part. But this game was dominating from start to finish, and he was mostly playing at the nose throughout this game. He didn't necessarily take Quinn Williams's role as the three tech for I fully still mostly playing nose in this game. But he was dominant over the large snap count, six tackles uh, in the run game for two yards or less and no first down. Most in the NFL this week, no other player even had five of those. Uh, And that's at any position, not just defensive tackles. Uh, For the second straight week, he had a top two run defense grade at PFF, was number one among interior D linemen this week. Uh, And for the season, he is the highest run defense grade at PFF among interior defensive linemen with a grade of 90.1. So uh, he's had a very solid season. And the first few weeks, he wasn't too active in terms of tackles. But the presence was still there in terms of just creating penetration, stuffing the middle, uh, the interior A-gaps uh, in the run game, helping helping to create stuffs for teammates, even though he wasn't making them himself. But the past couple weeks, uh, he's starting to get a lot of his own production. Uh, and that's why he's flashing more to Jets fans um, overall, even though in the beginning of the season, they weren't noticing him as much because he wasn't finishing those tackles. Uh, not that he wasn't playing well, but it was just... His impact was setting things up for other players. Now he's making more plays himself. So this has been another good season for him, and the Jets can feel really good about him being able to replace what they lost in Steve McClendon. Another positive sign from the young players was the debut of Bryce Hall, somebody who had a really bad injury at the end of last season at the University of Virginia, slipped all the way to the fifth round, but he knew it was only a matter of time before he was going to get on the field. He's somebody who has shown an incredible determination throughout his football playing days, 
and the Jets have terrible cornerbacks. So when you put those two together, as long as he was going to be able to get healthy at some point, he would get on the field. He did on Monday night against the Patriots and did pretty well considering the fact that he was coming off that major injury, missed all of training camp, and now was making his debut halfway through the season. Yeah, and, and it's too it's hard to kind of tell who what a player is going to become after one game, whether he's awful, amazing, or in Hall's case, had a relatively uneventful game. Uh, but for the most part, I think it was promising. He played 39 snaps, a little bit less than half of the defensive plays, took over as the third cornerback when Brian Poole went out, mostly played on the outside, very little in the slot. Uh, and really the promising part about it is that he only gave up one catch, uh, was only targeted one time uh, over his 39 snaps in the game. And Cam and the Patriots were uh, much more preferred going after Bless Austin, Pierre Desir, Arthur Millette played for the first time in this game. De- first For the first time defensively, Millette played in this game. All those guys were targeted more than Bryce Hall was. So it was definitely good to see that, you know, even though it was his first game and yet, he wasn't getting targeted too much, so that was at the least promising. He didn't do too much. Uh, he did kind of contribute to the pass at the end of the game that set up the game-winning field goal, and he had given up another catch in addition to that, which he was penalized. Um, so it wasn't a, necessarily a great performance, but it was it was okay. And just in terms of the fact that he wasn't getting picked on, even though it was his first game, uh, and there were other corners who obviously are not good at all, um, the way Desira and Austin have played the season, but uh, the fact that New England preferred going after them over Hall in his very first game uh, was definitely promising to see, but it's it's only one game or half of one game at that, so hard to really take anything away from it, but it's just good to see him out there. You just mentioned Pierre Desir, Michael, and he's one of the negatives to come out of this game. The best thing that I can say about him is that he seems like a nice guy, and at least he's not Tremaine Johnson, but he's been absolutely horrendous for the Jets this season, despite a couple of interceptions. This was another game where he played incredibly poorly, even showed that he had no effort to give on a couple of plays, including the one where he should have made a tackle, missed the coverage in the first place, and then compounded it by letting the guy get all the way down to the three-yard line, was jogging with him, didn't even seem to be sprinting to try and stop him. So this is somebody that would go in the negative column for sure. Oh, yeah, and if the Jets do end up with Trevor Lawrence, um, Pierre Desir jerseys should be a top seller alongside Trevor's. He's probably been the (laughs) tank MVP. So far this season, he's given up. Uh, the fourth most yards among cornerbacks, 491 yards so far. Uh, this has been a one-year deal that has not panned out at all. I mean, Desir just does not have much to offer in coverage. He plays so far off the ball to prevent deep balls and just gives out free first downs one after the next without really much competition. In this game, six completions, four first downs, 115 yards over seven targets, so obviously that's not going to get it done. Uh, And again, to go back to Bryce Hall, it's not like he's playing next to Darrell Revis and targets are getting shaded his way. If you know he can beat Pierre Desir, he's going to get targeted. But still at the same time, I mean, Desir is a veteran NFL corner, so for Hall to not be targeted, and he did have some good coverage reps in this game to earn not having targets coming his way. Uh, but at the same time, Desir has been a, a magnet for production this season, and he's really serving them well in the tank race. But with the way he's produced, it doesn't make sense for the Jets to continue playing him 
over Bryce Hall because, I mean, from a fan perspective, if you're looking for losses, it, it would be great to continue playing him. But from the Jets' perspective, it does not make sense to keep playing him over Bryce Hall. He's just been about as bad as you could be at corner this season. Michael, we mentioned Foley Fadakasi earlier, and at the end of last season, we were pretty excited to see Foley Fadakasi and Nathan Shepard step into the 2020 season because they both seem to make a lot of progress the second half of last year. Fadakasi has continued on that path. Shepard has not. And I want to say this is disappointing for a young player, but he's 27, so it's not so much that he's a young player. It's just that he might have broken out. Unfortunately, he has not broken out and made very little impact this season. Yeah, coming into the season, I was really confident and Shepard, he was a guy who I thought had a good chance of breaking out. He came back from suspension last season, had a really good second half. As a pass rusher, was very efficient producing pressure. So I thought he could have had a solid season this year. Uh, but the Jets have actually had someone come out and break out as a pass rusher. But it hasn't been Nathan Shepard. It's been John Franklin Myers who has emerged as that very efficient interior pass rushing specialist. Uh, and with Franklin Myers playing well, Shepard's playing time has decreased. Uh, and, and he hasn't produced much of anything when he's been in there. Only two run stops and two pressures this season. He's 116th in pressure rate, uh, 116th in run stop rate, and 117th in pressure rate. And both of those out of uh, about 127, 127 qualifiers in the run game, 136 in the passing game. So out of all the defensive tackles in the league pretty much bottom 20 in both of those categories. That's not going to get it done, obviously. So uh, his playing time going down has to do with Franklin Myers emergence, but he's also not been producing when he's been in there and his snaps went down for a while, but they've been back up the past couple games, 24 against new England. Didn't do much of anything in this game. No pressures did contribute to one stop against the run, but he also had a missed tackle. So it, it's definitely been a really disappointing season here for Shepard uh, in his third year. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Michael, let's switch gears a little bit and talk offense. Two of the wide receivers made a big impact on Monday night. One of them was Denzel Mims, who's been very promising his first few games, had another strong effort, and Brashad Perriman, easily his best game as a Jet, two long touchdown grabs. Nice to see this from the Jets' offense. Yeah, and and for Mims, even though he hasn't necessarily put up amazing production so far, it's been a really solid start, and in a season where we've seen so many wide receivers suit up for this team, and until this game, none of them could do have any consistently solid production other than Jameson Crowder. For Mims to come out in his first three games and produce pretty consistently and efficiently is a really promising thing to see. He's actually the first Jet since Keyshawn Johnson with at least 140 receiving yards over his first three career games. Also the first Jet since Keyshawn with at least 40 yards uh, receiving yards in each of their first three games. So it's been a while since the Jets have had a young receiver look this competent this early. Um, and obviously you hope to see more going forward, but for his first three games as a second round receiver, 13th wide receiver off the board, he's seventh among rookies in receiving yards per game right now, with 48 point, uh, 48.7. So been a solid start for Denzel Mims, slowly ascending. Uh, and hopefully the Jets can find ways to get him the ball in the second half. This is the uh, pretty much the third game in the row, third game in a row where he's been heavily involved early and does little to nothing in the second half. Um, actually, I don't know if he does have one in this, a catch in the second half. I know he did not against the Chiefs or the Patriots this past game. Pretty sure he didn't against the Bills either. I could be wrong on that, but um, very little second half production so far. So the Jets can work on that, but definitely a solid start for Denzel Mims. And then for Brashad Perriman, obviously he had a huge game, five catches. All of them were conversions, two of them touchdowns, 101 yards on only seven targets. Um, huge step forward for him. Wasn't doing too much prior to this game, but the question is consistency. Outside of the outside of December of last season, this is Perriman's sixth year, and outside of December of 2019 with the Bucks, he's never had 60 yards in back-to-back games, or even four receptions in back-to-back games. So it's he's had a really hard time getting some consistency going in his career with the Ravens, Browns, Bucks, and now Jets. So finally has a breakout game here with Flacco playing a great game, giving him some deep balls that he could actually make a play on. But we'll see if he can maintain this going forward because outside of the end of last season, Perriman has he's had flashes like this, but he's never been able to maintain them. So we'll see if he's able to do that. Michael, I have to be honest with you. If you had asked me before the season whether or not I thought that George Fant and Greg Van Roten were going to be worthwhile investments, I would have said no. In fact, if I could have bet at my bookie, I would have. I couldn't have bet on them, which is good for me, actually, because I would have lost that bet, which we're going to talk about in a second. But if you do want to go to my bookie and bet on the full slate of college games and pro games this weekend, maybe a little UFC, a little boxing, you can do that right now and take advantage of an exclusive promo code that I'm going to give you. You got a pencil, you got a pen, whatever it is you want to write with, here it is. 
overtime. Use that promo code when you go to my bookie and you'll get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. Terms are simple. You put in 200, they match you a hundred. So it'll go all the way up to a thousand. If you put in a thousand, they'll match you up to 500. It's basically free money if you're planning on betting on any of these events. Make your sports viewing a profit session with my bookie. Just head over there right now. Use the promo code overtime and they will match you 50% all the way up to a thousand bucks. Michael, like I said, would have been a bad bet for me, even though I was pretty sure I would have won it because Greg Van Roten has been really good the last few weeks after getting off to a terrible start. And while George Fant has been a little bit up and down, last couple of weeks he's bounced back and he's looked pretty good too. Yeah, another good game in protection. For these two guys, Greg Van Roten credited with no pressures allowed. He's only given up two over his past five games, 1.1% pressure rate over that span. That's second best among guards after a really bad start in which he led the uh, led all guards in pressures through four games. So he's stepping it up, showing he could potentially be a, maybe a stopgap next year if they can't upgrade, but at least a good depth piece next year. Uh, and George Fant had another good game, one pressure allowed, second straight game with only one allowed. And he's had some very high peaks this season, but a couple of low valleys, some really bad, a couple of not really bad, but definitely worse than I worse than ideal games against the Cardinals. He struggled um, against the Dolphins in Miami um, or a couple of those, or he had a couple games there uh, where he struggled, but um, he's had some really impressive performances as well. This is now back to back solid games for him. So see him start to establish some consistency is really promising. I think he's been average overall this season, which at, his $9.4 million price tag next season. I think I would sign up for that would be 12th most among right tackles right now. And this is a, this is a position where getting competency is a really hard thing to do. Jets fans, uh, the Jets know that well. So I think average is good enough for that price tag rather than moving on and going with a replacement level player who could destroy your offense. But uh, if, if he can build some consistency and keep playing the way that he has at his best, he could be more than an average player. So uh, promising last two games for him, of course, and, and Greg Van Roden playing well also. So the Jets know they have something in Mekhi Becton, but here with Greg Van Roden and George Fant, you're starting to get a little bit of consistency out of them and maybe have two more pieces going into next season. One guy who is not showing himself to be a piece is Alex Lewis. He's gotten worse and worse each week. It's very possible that he's playing banged up, but still been very, very poor in pass protection, especially over the last few weeks, and he's trending downward. And with Makai Becton, for as promising as he is, when he's not in there, you can see the impact that it has on the rest of the offensive line. So when he's not in there, the Jets struggle a lot more. Good news in terms of knowing that Becton is a piece that you're going to be able to rely on if he's on the field for many years to come. Bad news because you want to be able to pick things up even when your best player on the line isn't there. And while the Jets were able to do that for the most part against the Patriots team that has a terrible pass rush, the results probably won't be the same against the team like, say, the Chargers, who have Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Yeah, and to start out with Mekhi Becton, um, the run game is where you really saw an impact. This one, when Becton went out, the Jets had 37 yards on seven rush attempts, 5.3 per carry over the rest of the game, 28 yards on 11 carries, 2.5, so cut in half with Chuma Idoga 
replacing him. And then to go to Alex Lewis, he had a decent start to the season, but I, I guess you could call it decent, but it's definitely going way out, way off the rails at this point. Four pressures allowed over only 28 dropbacks for Flacco in this game. Three of those were hits that knocked him down. Um, so Flacco or Alex Lewis so far, only 25th in protection snaps among guards, 289, but has the second most pressures allowed with 25, 8.7% pressure rate, fourth worst among qualified guards this season. So he's really struggling and definitely opens the door for the Jets to, especially with the bye week coming up, maybe consider throwing Cameron Clark out there, although he was inactive, a healthy inactive in this game uh, with Josh Andrews getting the nod over him. But Lewis is not playing well at all, and he is a guy who Douglas extended this offseason after trading for him last year. So this one's not really panning out well, and the Jets definitely need an upgrade here unless Clark can show something at some point, but then to go to center with Connor McGovern, a guy who's had at this point, you could probably call it, um, you know, without, without much of a doubt, a disappointing season, way too much pressure compared to what he was giving up last season. But in the run game, he has had some flashes. I think overall been an average run blocker, which is what he was in Denver last season, which is perfectly fine and a huge upgrade over last season uh, graded well in the run game. And this one was able to, set up a few big runs early in the game uh, and also throughout as well. But this was a solid run blocking game from him. So in the run game, I'd say he's been as, as advertised, uh, not great player, definitely not awful by any means. Uh, a guy who is athletic can move around for you. Uh, perfect for the run game. The Jets are trying to build with Becton and Fant. Uh, so in the run game, he's been okay, but two pressures allowed on this game from McGovern uh, at the center position. That is not good for context last year. McGovern was giving up about 0.9 pressures per game. He only gave up, uh, didn't even give up 16 all season. This year, he's already approaching 30. So he's definitely taking a step back there. So it, the, the protection for McGovern has to get better. He's going to be on this team next year, probably be starting uh, with his contract that the Jets can't really get out of after this season. So they definitely need to see more from him in pass protection. Michael, last order of business, one of the most important players on this team, the team MVP, the team rookie of the year, is Braden Mann, the punter out of Texas A&M. Everybody knows that. It's universally accepted fact. The first few weeks of the season, he had a little bit of trouble outkicking his coverage, but the thing that I like is that he has improved his ability to keep the ball in the air with each week that has gone by, and that shows you that he's becoming better and better at his craft. Weeks one through three, average hang time, 23rd in the league. Weeks four through seven, average hang time, 19th in the league. Weeks eight through nine, fourth in the league. This man is becoming an elite punter right before our eyes. Oh, yeah. Hang, hang time is so important. And it's a stat that is you know, hard to find. You can only find it on you know, advanced stat sites, so it's hard to get access to. Um, but punting distance only matters if you can couple it up with adequate hang time. If you punt the ball 50 yards, but it's in the air for three seconds, the return is going to have no problem getting all that extra yardage back uh, from the distance. But if you can punt the ball 50 yards and it's in the air for five seconds, then that's when your return team can cover the ground, force a fair catch, or at least hold him to a very short return and you can get positive net yardage out of it. But uh, early in the season, a little bit of some struggles there for Braden Mann. And that was a question for him coming in. He was a very powerful kicker, uh, punter at uh, Texas A&M. But the problem was this past season, the Aggies did give up 
quite a few big returns. So that was a question mark. Jet struggled with it early this season, but he's progressively getting better and better. As you mentioned, the hang time continues to improve for him. So when you have a powerful leg and you can also couple it with getting the ball high up enough in the air, letting it hang for long enough to allow your coverage team to get down there, that's how you can become a real difference maker. And he's slowly becoming that. He's gradually been improving throughout the season. And we're starting to see, you know, not just tackles, the amazing hold in that game against San Francisco, uh, the touchdown saving effort on the blocked kick against uh, Kansas City. Not just all that extra stuff he adds, but the actual punting part of his job. He's definitely improving quite a bit. He has all the talent. We've seen touch. We've seen hang time. We've seen leg strength. We've even seen good placement against the sideline, but it all comes down to whether or not you could combine both distance and hang time together. That's how you can be a difference-making field flipper and Early on, wasn't doing that, but he's definitely been improving as the season has gone on. This is a weird phrase to use, Michael, but Braden Mann is becoming a very well-rounded punter and a very well-rounded yes. football player because of all the great <laughs> touchdown-saving tackles that he's been making. So if he keeps this up, he's going to earn himself a real nice extension. And by real nice extension, I mean punter money, which is probably about the same amount of money that some guy on the waiver wire would get at wide receiver. But still, very nice to see Braden Mann making this kind of contribution this early in his career. Michael Nania, the co-founder and resident stat geek over at JetsXFactor.com. Thanks so much for coming on for the Chronicles, as always. Really appreciate it. I know you got a ton of stuff cooking over at JetsXFactor.com. In fact, I could hear the typing in the background while we were doing this podcast. I know that you were actually working on something as we were recording so if people go to JetsXFactor.com and subscribe, what are they going to see? Yeah, um, the Joe Flacco grade for this game should be coming out later this week. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting this to easily be the best performance by Jets quarterback this season, but I am interested to see how this compares to Sam Darnold's best games uh, of his career, the Cowboys game last year, Texans game in 2018. How did this one by Flacco compared to those games. That's what I'm most interested to see. It should undoubtedly be the best game this season, but how does it compare to the best we've seen from Sam Darnold? That's probably what I'm most interested to see from that. But with this being the bye week, there should be a lot of season. Um, first half of the season review stuff. Uh, last week, I already did some of the most uh, negatively impactful players, but this week I'll probably look at uh, some of the most positively impactful players on the team. I've been focusing a lot on the positives this season, so around all that together will be good. Uh, so a lot of bi-week stuff, more film, uh, more analytics, as we always bring. So uh, look, looking forward to having the bi-week. Go ahead and check out Michael's work at JetsXFactor.com and follow him on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest, the New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.